This is African Port. My name is Philip Nyakbo. And I'm about to speak to a young African who is on his way to Silicon Valley in California. Cecil Nutako, a serial entrepreneur from Ghana, won a full scholarship from Singularity University as part of the Global Impact Challenge. This Silicon-based university was convinced that Cecil promoted a moonshot idea to deploy technology that can help solve the climate change dilemma. This includes using artificial intelligence and high-tech augmented reality. I started speaking to Cecil by reminding him that it is almost one and a half decades since we spoke. And it's been 14 years since you and I did a formal interview of this sort. That was a long time ago. A lot has happened in between. Uh, well, that's interesting. At least it's nice to reconnect and then have another interview. <laughs> Give me a summary of what has happened with you these 14 years. I would say it's been tough. It's been interesting. It's been fun. But overall, it's been worth it. You know, it's a life worth living. I, I, I don't regret staying alive. And I actually have to make sure I stay alive even longer because a lot of people depend on me now. My employees, my customers, my family. So uh, it's been worthwhile. Looking at the 14 years, you could see clearly there is a pattern that's driven by some purpose that's very focused on achieving clear goals. And it's been an interesting journey for me. And I hope others can look through that and then get some confidence that they can also become something. We'll get into some specifics shortly, Cecil. But I hear you're going off to Silicon Valley on a scholarship. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Tell me about it. What happened? There is this university called Singularity University based in the NASA Research Park at the heart of Silicon Valley. Uh, they have a program called the Global Solutions Program where they admit individuals that have groundbreaking ideas that can be leveraged using technology to impact a minimum of 1 billion people in a decade. So uh, if you look at the name of the universe, singularity means the one, one individual that can change the world. So you should come up with a nice idea, use exponential technologies, implement it, and in 10 years, you should impact 1 billion people. So uh, to get into the Global Solutions Program is a tough thing because not everybody gets it that easily. So once every year, they run what they call the Global Impact Challenge. It's a competition to select the winner and give them full sponsorship and scholarship for them to take part in the Global Solutions Program. It's the first time ever they've done the Global Impact Challenge in West Africa was, I think, last week in Lagos. Uh, I applied, got into the 10 finalists, uh, the only Ghanaian that got in, flew to Lagos. And for some reason, we won. So <laughs> by winning, we need to be in Silicon Valley from June 17th to August 17th to transform the idea that I promoted or pitched into a workable solution. What's the idea you promoted? We, are, we were looking at how do we use e-campus to 
impact climate change in a positive way. So the idea was called eCampus for Climate Change. So we believe that all the efforts to address the issues on climate change have been policy, regulation, laws, and it's not been very effective. So our argument is climate change is a lifestyle problem. It is a behavioral thing. So to get rid of it or to deal with it adequately, then we need to change the behavior of people or people need to change their lifestyles to suit climate change requirements. But you know how difficult it is for humans to change. So we figured out a way to use eCampus in collaboration with technologies such as virtual reality, augmented reality, artificial intelligence, and machine learning to make people or to influence people to change their lifestyles without even realizing they are being forced to change their lifestyles. So over time, we'll get a critical mass of people who behave in a climate or environmental friendly manner. And then the issues of climate change will naturally tone down. So that was like a moonshot idea. You know, very interesting combination of high-level technologies. But I think the advantage we had, which maybe that's why we won, is because eCampus is already working in areas such as corporate training, junior high school, university training. So it's in a way our self-paced learning and our voluntary learning theories have worked within eCampus for other demographics. So the possibility that it might work in the climate change context was somewhere around 90%. So we need to get into Silicon Valley, be a part of the Global Solutions Program. In three months, use all the resources, the people, the technology at our disposals in Silicon Valley to actually standardize this theory and make it a global solution to climate change. So it's, it's, it's largely an R&D we engage in it. Um, hopefully, by the end of the program, we should have a prototype, we should have a functioning solution that can be standardized, and then we can see in 10 years how many lives we can impact. I hope we do more than the 1 billion they want us to do. And the, and the eCampus is actually the platform on, on which you generated this extra idea of solving climate change uh, problem. Uh, what, what is the, the eCampus itself? Can you explain exactly what you do with eCampus, which is one of your entrepreneurial ideas and, and, and a functioning enterprise right now? Uh, literally, eCampus puts the classroom and corporate training materials in your palm. So, classroom in your palm. So, it's like literally disrupting how teaching and learning is done. Now, the interesting thing about eCampus, beyond being just an app on a smartphone, is the learning methodology to make people learn and remember at least 75% of whatever they learn without having to hustle, you know, without having to struggle or even without realizing they are learning. So that has been our key, you know, ingredients for this momentum and this success we've clocked 
over the years. So picture this. There's a lot of research that proves that no matter how smart or, or dumb a person is, you can only read or you can only absorb, process, and recall 10% of what you read, 20% of what you hear, 30% of what you see, 50% of what you see and hear at the same time, 70% of what you do or practice, and 95% of what you teach to other people. That's just how the human brain works. It doesn't matter whether you're an African, you're an Asian, you're American, European. It doesn't matter. The human brain works that way. So this conversation we're having, in two days, you will not remember more than 20% of what I said. But if you were watching me, you could remember about 30% because of some of my gestures and the way I maybe tilt my mouth and all that. Okay? So what we did was for every topic, because eCampus is topic driven. So, for example, photosynthesis. If you search for photosynthesis on eCampus, you should have something to read, something to listen to, something to watch, something to practice with, and then discussions. So, in the discussions, you're able to teach other people. So, you're able to recollect 95% of what you just read. And then your videos give you the 50%. The practice is where you practice with a lot of quizzes, questions, and then that helps you to remember 70% for each topic. So by the time you go through that whole cycle for that topic, on average, you should remember 75% of what you learned about photosynthesis. And in most standard exams, 75 is an A. So you pretend to do well. Then the icing on the cake is the eCampus point earning system, more of an academic performance index. So, for example, if I ask a question in the discussions for a particular topic in eCampus, and you, Philip, answer that question, and I think your answer was awesome, I can upvote your answer. If I think it wasn't that so good, I can downvote it. If you get 10 upvotes for any answer you give, you earn a point. So that means you've taught 10 people. You've earned a point. If you practice and you get the things right, you earn points. So what we're doing over time is to compare or strike a correlation between people's points earning on eCampus and their actual performance at exams or at the office in terms of productivity so that we can link it and say for a fact that if you should get 5,000 points on eCampus whilst preparing for the math exams, the lowest grade you get is a C. We don't have such an index or a standard across Africa. So people prepare for exams and even two minutes to the exams, they are still confused, not confident, don't know they are ready for the exams or not. And most of the time, that's why they fail. But if you can know ahead of time that with 5,000 points on eCampus, my lowest grade I can get is a C. So why don't I push for 10,000 points? So if I'm walking to an exam, I'm with 30,000 points on eCampus. My confidence level is high and that alone helps me pass the exams. So this is the psychology of learning that we're deploying through eCampus and it's creating impact. And it's not like there's a cane behind your back or some teacher yelling at you to do it. You're just doing it and you don't realize you're doing it and you're getting better every day. This is what we want to transfer to the climate change aspect of things as well. So how long have you had the eCampus functioning? The eCampus I described to you now went live on May 31st, 2015. 
that the e-campus that had to pivot two times to give birth to the current e-campus was the one that actually did the trick. So back in Takradi, that was 2003, 2004, because I had failed my exams twice, I was struggling. I felt, how do we make access to materials available? So I started using Microsoft Access to put all these past questions on diskettes. That's how eCampus started. Well, diskettes. So people can practice. That sounds a bit old. Yeah, diskettes. Because <laughs> no one... Yeah, you floppy dicks, right? Ha haven't seen one for yeah. maybe at least a decade. For a long time. Then with the advent of mobile apps, we had to quickly stay trendy. And then by May 31st, 2015, we launched our mobile apps on Windows, Android, BlackBerry, Apple, and then on the web. And we are in seven different languages, Portuguese, Spanish, Amharic for the Ethiopian market, Arabic, English, French, and Swahili. So this is where we are now. And that was how we started. So eCampus e has gone through a bit of uh, process, you know, changes along the way. And you have had exactly. to make a number yeah. of changes. But it still is standing and has become the platform you use to pitch this new idea uh, to, to change the way people approach the issue of climate change. So Climate change. Yeah. So that's pretty impressive. Now, in all of this, what have you learned as an entrepreneur, as a, as a, a business-minded person? <sighs> things. A lot of things. A lot of things, you know. <laughs> Even the transition for myself from being a technical person to becoming a manager and a CEO and a business person was a whole lot of transformation for me. Moving from the guy who used to code and all he cares about was algorithms to a guy who now has to, you know, worry about valuation reports, worry about uh, filing annual returns and worry about recruiting people, uh, deciding who sits on his board. Ah, it's just so much to learn in a short space of time. But, you know, what I've learned is you don't need to know. Just, just, just move. Just go. You hit the wall. You get up. You don't have to figure it out. Don't wait to figure it all out before. Just go. Just just go. Go, go, go. When you hit, you fall. You get up and keep going. You figure it out. That's it. Some way, somehow, you figure it out. And it works. There is no formula. Just, just go. Follow your instinct, your passion. And before you know it, uh, the world will locate you. And people will begin to put their hopes in you. And they start celebrating you. You look into your face in the mirror and you wonder why they are celebrating you. Because to you, <laughs> you've just been falling and getting up. Nothing extraordinary. But people around you, around you are celebrating you. And everybody wants to be a part of your success story. So what I've learned, in summary, is don't wait to figure it out. Don't give up. Keep going. If it didn't work through the left turn, try the right turn. Or just jump or bend down. Something will work out. But just stay focused and keep going. So how are you preparing to go to Silicon Valley in California for three months of study on a scholarship to advance 
your great idea with eCampus to help people approach the solution to climate uh, challenge differently? How are you preparing? I'm trying to get a sense of all the companies that operate from the Bay and who is already doing something in line with what I'm thinking here. So I can you know, foster some relationships even before I get to Silicon Valley. That's very critical for me. But this is a Ghana solution to the world. This is a gift from Ghana to the world. Once we're able to break through and standardize this technology for climate change, that will be Ghana's contribution to a global challenge or a global problem. And then maybe we'll get a very great welcome at Silicon Valley. And Cecil, I understand that it is your intention never to leave Africa, to settle somewhere else, even if you had a better deal. Um, can you explain why? Perhaps in a way that shows your personal philosophy as an entrepreneur. Even Africa for good makes me a coward. Let me just put it that way. It's like you leaving your wife and kids and disappearing on them because you have difficulties raising them. The place you're going, who fixed it? Who made it where, what it is for you to go? It's okay to go, you know, gain new knowledge, you know, build partnerships, develop solutions. But you need to come back home. I don't see where there are opportunities in this world more than there is in Africa. This is the best place to be in the world. I, I just don't see why people want to pack their bags and leave for good. No, no, that's not going to happen. No. We go, we learn, we come, we teach. And we grow. So I, I, just to put it simply, I don't want to die a coward. I don't want to be remembered as a coward. I don't want to be remembered as somebody who runs away from his problems. I don't want to be remembered by somebody who cannot take the bull by the horn. No, that's not the kind of legacy I want. I can only be Cecil Nutako. I can only build all the companies I've built because I'm in Africa. Nowhere else in this world can I have, or will I have been able to achieve the success that I've achieved. People see me and tell me, oh, you, if you were in America, you would have been bigger than this. I'm like, when I'm in America, I would have been nobody. Because the systems work. So what am I going to change? Here, the system doesn't work. So I failed my exams and I wanted to change it. Now I've built a new way to change it, to fix it. And Silicon Valley thinks it's worth their time and their money to look into it. Who cares if I was in America? The only place to make it is home. Don't run away, please. Well, that certainly explains um, your characteristics in you that makes you a successful businessman so far, employing people and making an impact. Um, Cecil, thank you very much for your time. We will be following your exploits at Silicon Valley. Uh, in the next, uh, in the coming months, as you uh, take up this opportunity, and uh, we sh certainly wish you all the best, Cecil. Thank you so much. Thank you for your time, and thanks for finding me again. <laughs>